with the Tigers. Right now we're talking about the immigration crisis at the border. Our guest is Dan Stein, president of FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. We've been talking about the uh, citizenship question being excluded on the uh, census form. Let me ask you this, Dan, in terms of time limit, the, the Constitution says it has to happen every 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So is the clock ticking from the last time it was held till the end of this year? Uh, well, I mean, they just traditionally it's carried out. And they, you know, they, they carry it out on a certain period of time. That it just begins on the first of the year of 2020. So. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you said time was a limit on this thing, they wouldn't have the time to do that. Well, is it a real timeline, artificially determined? What? Why? Why would they not have the time to do this? I guess what I'm asking you. Oh uh, well, I mean, there's a statutory requirement that they, you know, finish it by a certain period of time in, in, That's what I was in asking. the organic so, census. State. So, so, they so have does a it count from window. when they finished it last time? That's when the clock starts ticking for ten years. Uh, well, it's whenever the statute says it has to be. We have to publicly make it available. So, I mean, report it to Congress for Congress to make the determination, and you know, in reallocating congressional seats. So, um, you know, but I, I, I mean, honestly, my my knowledge of the specific conduct of the census terms is is off the top of my head. The, the only reason I ask answer is that I, time I just know that on, seems to be years at least so. They've always said there's this drop dead deadline for printing. That's all I ever. You know, that's my knowledge. And I just wonder they did here again. How the deadline came to be. Let's move on here. Talk about asylum seekers being locked up. What a federal judge in Seattle had to say earlier this week. Hello. Apparently we've we've lost Dan. We will reconnect with I'm him. Here. Oh, okay. So a federal judge, Seattle, blocked a Trump administration policy keeping thousands of these people locked up while their cases are pursued. And the federal judge said Constitution, I guess habeas corpus, uh, habeas corpus said that they have uh, have to be released from custody or at least their case heard. What is all that about? Well, I mean, it's just a flawed decision, and they're going to have to appeal that because, I mean, the, the, the Congress has made it abundantly clear. And Congress, you know, historically is deferred to on these questions by the courts that when aliens are apprehended at the border, they remain excludable. And in the end, people are, uh, you know, people have to be and can be held indefinitely during the pendency of a proceeding because this is what's called civil detention. It's not really incarceration. And anybody who shows up at the border asking to for asylum is really asking for admission and the right to jump in front of millions of people and um you know historically the ability of congress to regulate immigration to give the president that authority it, it relies on that ability to detain people now i mean ideally um in deportation proceedings, which is these are different than people who are at the border or people who are, who are ordered removed who've been in the country for a long period of time you know, the Supreme Court has weighed in from time to time about endless detention where, for example, the United States is unable to return somebody to their home country. But in this case, and in, in, in the recent litigation efforts to limit detention, they have uh, been trying to argue that the president uh, you know, shouldn't have the authority to detain people who seek asylum because they claim international law precludes that, that anybody who says that the border should be able to say, oh, I want to I want to ask for asylum and then get a, a court hearing date before an immigration judge and be released and given work documents and public benefits, which, of course, 
mean, is what happens anyway when there's no detention space. And one of the reasons why, I mean, why is what's happening happening on the border? It's happening because Congress enacted some statutes back in the 2007-8 period, along with a court settlement called the Flores case, which limits the ability of the uh, executive branch to to hold somebody, uh, particularly if they have a minor child, in uh, you know in custody. And not surprisingly, a law that was originally designed to help prevent child trafficking and that kind of thing is now being used for trafficking by the traffickers. And even though it was well-intentioned at the time, people like Senator Feinstein and even Joe Biden, who was very much involved in this so-called, so-called Wilberforce anti-trafficking law, uh, won't come back and realize. I mean, international law does not require the United States to just let anybody come into the country, even if they've passed through other safe countries first and, you know, pick and choose where they want to ask for asylum, cross the border illegally, turn themselves over to a border agent and say, oh, I have a credible fear and, and get released for five years before they, a hearing they never show up for. Dan, let me jump in because we only have a minute left, if I sure. may, and a text came in. And it goes, I think, to the, the argument, if you want to say that, about human trafficking. And that is the, the AOC has called it concentration camps. We all have our own opinion about that. But one key difference would be, can anybody mm-hmm. that has claimed asylum say, you know what, I give up, send me back? Of course. They, well, they can walk right back out of there and go home. I'm sorry, as it relates to trafficking then, if somebody was trafficking, uh, say, children for nefarious reasons, they could say, you know what, I quit, and then go back to where I, I quit. My, I don't want to do this anymore. They go back to their country, and they would still continue to traffic children, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm just yeah, saying I mean, that's, was... that could be one offshoot. I'm not saying that, you know, what's right, what's wrong, et cetera, what we should be doing. I was just wondering if that was the way it worked. Before we start talk, uh, talking about things being concentration camps, I don't think you could just walk out of a concentration camp, could you? Well, I mean, look, but the the idea that this woman is in Congress is really kind of unfortunate. And what is, I don't know what's happened to the American political system that somebody who's just an abject moron an idiot who, well, who has no knowledge of history should be serving in Congress at this point. I, the idea that she gets reelected is, is horrifying. But to be fair, wait, Dan, I don't mean to engage you in an argument here, but to be fair, if the people of that district, if that's what they wanted, I don't think we can really question that, can we? That's the way it says some <laughs> Well, some people have said that about the election of Donald Trump. But, yeah, I mean, the point is Constitution gives her the right to make a fool out of herself 24-7. But the idea that you can analogize what's going on down there, civil in immigration detention for people who are trying to essentially crash your borders. I get that, you know, Dan. want to come here. I mean, it's crazy. Right. I appreciate your time. we got to go to the news. I guess what I'm saying, I find it kind of difficult to rationalize if we're going to say we adhere to the Constitution, the Constitution says that, does that, and then we're going to criticize somebody in Congress, the fact that they were able to get there, even though they were duly elected by their district, and then say that they shouldn't be in Congress. We'll continue our conversation, 631-29 before 7. News, traffic, weather, all that together with WWL First News and David Blake.